Hi guys, welcome to the Powerful AF Podcast. My name is Bracey Dutton and I share on the internet how I healed my food addiction by ditching toxic thoughts and ingredients. This podcast is all about empowering you with the knowledge to get on the other side of food addiction. A lot of it has to do with food and a lot more of it has to do with healing our mindset. We'll talk about healing trauma, getting rid of those nasty limiting beliefs that are holding us back and how to fully step into your power and own your life. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, keep listening. All right, guys, welcome back to another Powerful AF podcast. It has been a long time since I've recorded a podcast. Oh my goodness, way too long. I was listening to another person who has a successful podcast on one of her podcasts several months ago before or around the time I started this, and she she said, statistically speaking... Um, most podcasts record seven episodes and then they quit. And I said, that will not be me. <laughs> and I think that's exactly what happened. I recorded seven or eight, maybe 10 episodes. And then I hit a screeching halt. So I'm back. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm here for a super vulnerable conversation. Um, because there's obviously a reason that I went MIA for a while. (laughs) So we're going to chat about it today. I'm really going to basically let it all loose here. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how deep I can go. There's definitely some hesitation to share, you know, 100% of what's been going on because number one, it's personal. Number two, it's slightly scary to be so vulnerable to, I don't know, I think the most listens I've had on my podcast is a little over 600 people. So, I mean, that's quite a few people, but I think that it's important to continue to be transparent with you all and continue to build a relationship that's real, right? We're all human. We all have struggles and it's a huge aspect of food addiction recovery, like understanding that the journey is not linear. Life happens, stressful events happen. We go through challenges in order to prepare us to become the person that we're meant to be. And I've gone through a big challenge over the past, let's say six to nine months. So we're going to chat about everything that's been going on. I'm super excited to be doing this. Let me know what you guys think of this episode because there will be lots of value for you. It's not just a sappy hour of me complaining about my life. It's transparency and vulnerability and also a lot of valuable tips um, that I've learned along the way. So keep listening if you want to know. Okay, so quick backstory in, let's see, ever since 2020, when I started my food addiction recovery journey, I knew that it was like my life's purpose to spread this message in some way, somehow. I also had previously known that I was meant to make an impact in the world. I was meant to make a difference, but I was never really clear in what that looked like, what my specific message was other than becoming a better version of myself. I always knew that. I always knew that I wanted to heal 
um, and I wanted to be successful and share it with others somehow. And I never, ever dreamed that it would have anything to do with food or physical or mental health. Um, but here we are. So in 2020, when I went on my food addiction recovery journey, I became super passionate and I started sharing on social media and it was very inconsistent. I actually had a lot of interest, so that wasn't lacking. It was my consistency that was lacking. So it never really picked up any traction. Um, I quit my job in 2020 and I want, I had the desire to make a full-time income from home because I I really think working for myself is the best thing for my mental health, although I would love a team of people helping me. So that's like next next steps, next level, um, because there's a lot, a lot, a lot to do, especially for someone with dopamine issues, <laughs> aka ADHD. But anyways, I finally, at the beginning of what year, 2022... I had a breakthrough and I said, I'm going to start posting. I don't care if I have makeup on. I don't care if the thing that I say in the 60 seconds is perfect or not. I'm just going to post. I'm not going to worry about what anyone thinks of me. I'm not going to worry about judgment. I'm going to be me and I'm going to do this because I've always been confident that I have an important message to share and I was finally ready to make it happen in a messy way. So, in a couple short months when I started doing that, posting every day unapologetically, my social media took off. Um, I had many f- posts go viral. I was quickly, quickly, quickly building a community of people that I was supporting. Um, let's see, I started in May and it's, I started in May of 2022. It is now February, 2023. And my private community has almost 2,500 members. And I have almost 300,000. I do have, no, 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 over 2,000 followers across all platforms. So um, I've impacted a lot of people and it's been a huge adjustment for me. I mean, I went from working a full-time job that caused me a lot of stress and then I quit that job. And in 2020, through 2021, I was pretty much a stay-at-home mom who had, like, a social media hobby on the side. And then come May of 2022, it turned into a full-time job, which I'm so grateful for. Um, but it's also really interesting working a full-time job from your phone on social media as a recovering addict. And this is because social media is designed to be addictive. So I basically traded one addiction for another. And that really, like, I've gone through a period of denial. I've gone through a period of um, a lot of, like, beating myself up and thinking, like, you've done so much work. Like, how can you allow yourself to be here again, like, mentally? And so in May of 2020, I launched my program and that's when I started growing like crazy. It was amazing. I was, I was on this high. I was feeling so blessed and excited. And then it quickly turned into overwhelm 
because I wanted more and I wanted more and I wanted more. So I'm honestly grateful that I burned out so quickly because you hear of people on social media, um, you know, going years and years and then ending up in this huge burnout of like fatigue from pushing so hard, you know, hustle culture. So I'm honestly glad my burnout happened so quickly because I'm finally getting back to a place where I have a plan in action to dig myself out of the hole (laughs) of like the spiral down. So it's so interesting how when you're in the spiral, it's so hard to admit that you're in the spiral. It's almost like sometimes you have to spiral all the way down in order to come back up. And I, I truly believe it's a part of my spiritual journey. Um, I wholeheartedly believe in spiritual journeys. I believe that our path is designed to support us in becoming the person that we want to be. And I believe that we get to face challenges and hardships and grief and certain things to allow us to have those experiences and tools and knowledge knowledge to become a vibrational match to the person that it is that we want to become. So as tough as these challenges are in these periods of time, um, I'm almost always grateful for them when I come out on on the other side. And I feel myself coming out on the other side of this one because I'm finally willing to talk about it (laughs) and I'm not feeling so much shame and denial because I'm finally actually taking action Um, And I feel like, you know how you feel that there has to be something in your life that you feel this like intense conviction about. And you often hear conviction referred to in religion. Like if you um, are, you know, really, really, um, let's see, you have a lot of faith in your creator or your religion, that's often considered a conviction. I have so much faith in clean eating and, um, you know, healing mentally and physically and nutrition. I have so much faith in that. I'm convicted on it, if that makes sense. So we, we all have convictions, right? And I'm finally feeling in alignment with what's next for me. And I'm so excited to talk to you guys about it because I think I have some helpful information, um, things that I've been learning along the way. And I'm always, always learning things by talking with you guys. When you guys comment and when you interact and engage with my content, it gives me so much inspiration. So I'm always appreciative of those of you that contribute to the conversations because this is how we create a movement is we, we band together and we build each other up and we, we heal and we transform. And the more people that heal and transform, we will transform and heal the world. That is how this works. So let me see what, where else do I want to go with this conversation? Well, let me finish telling you about what's been going on with me. So I told you I kind of like spun out, right? I had to spin deep into this honestly depressive state because my dopamine has been so depleted because of the excess exposure to social media. And that has always been a thing for me. I've always experienced dopamine depletion. I've always had 
low dopamine. And I think it goes back to the possible um, idea that I have ADHD. I've never been diagnosed, but it makes total sense for me based on my life ever since I was a kid. Um, I think a lot of people are ADHD because I think a lot of people are deficient in dopamine and we don't properly produce it because of all of the modern conveniences and dopaminergic things we're exposed to, like social media, cannabis, cigarettes, ultra-processed food, unhealed trauma. Um, those are really the top things. Some I'm not going to go into more um, rabbit hole because... We just don't go there here, but I, I can see other possibilities that's been the driver of the severe mental illnesses that we're seeing in the world today. So I spiraled down. I've gained weight because I was, I was skipping meals because of stress and because of chronic like stress, basically. And I was skipping meals and then I was binging. And the number one thing I was binging on (laughs) was Siete Queso Kettle Chips. I don't know if you've ever had those. They have clean ingredients. But this goes to show that like the sugar, fat, salt um, theory from, um, it's really not a theory. It's, it's, It's proven by Michael Moss. He wrote the book Sugar, Fat, Salt. Um, those three ingredients together definitely are very dopaminergic and they are addictive. So I was binging on Siete chips, those queso chips, and I was eating the whole bag of those, which it's not a huge bag, but still it was a whole bag and a perfect bar. Like I was doing that on quite literally almost an everyday basis and I'm finally ready to tell you guys because I'm finally believe myself that that cycle has ended. Thank God. Um, And this goes to show that food addiction recovery is truly a never ending journey because food never goes away. Like you cannot abstain from food, right? We get to eat. And if you experience stress, can I, I cannot even tell you the amount of people that send me messages And they say, I was doing so good for a year, two years, three years, five years, six months, 10 years. And then this happened and it completely derailed me. Like those are the most frequent messages I get. And I get hundreds of messages and comments. Um, So it's real. And if I'm going to sit here and act like it didn't happen to me, then I would literally get to end my career because I could not keep doing what I'm doing without being transparent and letting you guys know that I'm not perfect. I don't have it all figured out. Am I very educated on the subject of clean eating and food addiction and what makes food addictive? Absolutely. Am I, and I will never discount all of the knowledge that I've gained and the tools that I've gained that I'm able to help other people in beginning their journey. But I will never claim to have like the lifelong answer to forever being like free from addictive tendencies with food. I don't know that that's possible because life is always going to throw us curveballs. And I think the most important thing we can do is armor ourselves with the ability to reduce the amount of stress in our lives, which requires continuing healing past traumas, 
um, healing your relationship with yourself, understanding your ego, developing a very consistent spiritual practice. I mean, it's a lot of work to stay sane in this world today. I'm just not going to sugarcoat it. And I know that everyone's feeling it. So it's real and it gets to be talked about. And we also get to continue trucking forward because if we give up and we just quit trying, then everything has been for nothing. Our humanity gets to evolve if we want to see future generations come here and thrive. And like the time is now we get to keep trucking forward. So I don't ever want to just share these things and then have no solution on the other side. And I think that's another reason it's taken me so long to share this because I've just been in it. And now that I'm working my way out of it, I can see from a broader perspective and I can see the lessons and messages that are like that I have gained from this challenge. So we're going to roll into that now that I've basically aired my dirty laundry. Yeah, I've gained weight. I've gained honestly 40 pounds. (laughs) I'm honestly still slightly frustrated about it, but I'm surrendering to the fact that it is what it is. Like, It's really only when we argue with reality and the stories that we make up about reality that causes us pain. So I'm committed to like shifting how I view it and accepting what is. So accepting what is looks like the reality is, is that the past year I've been extremely stressed and I gained weight. Like that's the reality. I was stressed. I was not properly caring for myself from a like nutrient point of view and I gained weight. That's the reality. And if I, if I want to argue with reality and be mad at it, I'm going to be miserable for the rest of my life. Right? So I get to reframe. So what I'm deciding to make out of all of this is that it all happened for a purpose so I can continue to evolve and have those lessons um, so that I can continue to evolve myself and also help others in their journey. And I get to move on to the next step and then experience other challenges and then have more wisdom to share. And we all have this ability and this gift if we're willing to sit with the really, really shitty, messy breakdowns um, because what's on the other side of them is what the healing is all about. Um, So I hope this helps someone in like normalizing not being perfect and not expecting yourself to be perfect and accepting what is and allowing yourself to experience your experience. And also for me to, I don't know, like I'm, I refuse to pretend to be something that I'm not. So, you know, I can't really post before and after pictures of myself anymore because I've gained weight, but I also would never discount myself and say that I don't still have so much value to give to you guys. So, okay. I'm done telling that story. Um, we've recent, I keep saying that and then I have something else to say. So I get to get to the point. We moved to Wisconsin, um, so that we could get out of the concrete jungle in Houston and be closer to family. And we're on a lake and it's beautiful and it's small town and it's, it's an awesome transition and a break from, the hustle and bustle and toxic feeling of living in a suburb of a big city. Um, 
So that happened. So that's been a little bit stressful. There's been financial stress because that's something else that I get to do work on and healing my relationship with money. That's a very real thing. And I I really think that's going to be what's next for me. Um, Like that, this is my next challenge um, is getting my food back in line, which is going to be easier since I've done it before. Um, but the money thing, I have a lot of healing to do around money. Um, we have two girls, our two girls that we homeschool and homeschooling is very challenging, especially when both parents are also working full time and homeschooling. It's a bit chaotic. So that brings some stress. Just raising young children in general can be stressful and other, you know, basic stressful events. And then also the addiction to social media, constantly checking my notifications, constantly, constantly just looking and reading comments and messaging and making posts. And I was just never taking a break ever. And it became, it has become so apparent that it's negatively affecting my relationships, my relationship with my family. It's negatively affecting my mental, physical, emotional health. It's, it's negatively affecting everything and I want to stop and I can't. So it's definitely an addiction. And I, and now I am stopping because I finally like am handing it over to my higher power, which I cannot tell you how freeing that is. So we'll just let that be my number one tip. Like, I know if you're listening to this, there's someone out there that needs to hear this. Having a relationship with a higher power and whatever that means for you, like the higher version of yourself, if you're like a more energetic, spiritual person, it could be like this universal force that you believe is present. It could be God. It can be any God with any name, anything that you have faith in that is like this higher knowing, higher consciousness, higher power, divine, like all knowing entity, Um, whether it's real or not, (laughs) I wholeheartedly believe it's real. Um, I feel it. It's like this knowing that I have. But even if it's not, like, if it's helping us, why not just believe it's real? I don't know. So anyways, lots of spiritual um, growth has been happening for me too. And I'm, I think I'm working my way into being able to properly describe how to utilize it um, because I'm figuring it out on my own right now. But I can tell you that when I utilize it, it works. Like, it's never not worked. Um, and when I say utilize it for me, it means just having a conversation with it, like literally, quite literally talking to that person, that, that higher power has given me so much guidance because those, like the way that I receive communication from it is in my thoughts. So it's not a voice. It's not anything like that. I kind of wish it was cause that would be kind of cool, but it's just a thought And I trust whatever the first thought is that comes to me when I'm asking questions or having a conversation. Um, And that's, that's been a practice because I haven't always trusted myself this, this much, but in the journey of removing ultra processed foods and removing 
other toxic substances from my life and healing relationships and healing past traumas, I've been able to clear like block blockages in my spiritual body. And I'm better able to connect with that guidance that I truly believe resides within me. So if this speaks to you at all, I invite you to figure out like what that looks like for you. And if there's anything like that aligns for you in regard to that, lean into it, trust it, practice. And I know it's scary at first, but when we can start to trust ourselves and to trust what is our true intuition when we're not under the influence of outside substances and people, when we're really in a clear place, I believe that that is like the ultimate, I don't know, cheat code for life because we all have our own unique paths. We all have our own unique journey. And I believe that when we listen to that inner guidance, that is us following our journey. But when we listen to outside influence and we like try to avoid our inner knowing and we try to make other people happy and we try to like fit into a box and the status quo and be something we're not, that disconnects us from our inner knowing. And it causes, um, it causes pain because we're living out of alignment with our true authentic self. And I think that society has conditioned us in some ways to do this. Do I think that it's been this evil grand plan from the beginning? I don't know. Maybe. Um, who knows? But I do think that that is a part of the problem. The schooling system, um, the medical field, medications, the way that our food is grown, the way that our food is treated, the way our food is transported, the way we live, all of the toxins we're exposed to, all of the um, mental illnesses that have been passed down generations due to unhealed trauma and like just a lack of evolved consciousness. I think that um, all of that has disconnected us from that spiritual part of us. And the more that we can tap into it and be with it and be present with us and disconnect from all of the outside disturbances and distractions like social media and the news and negative people at work and, um, fighting with our partner, you know, we get to get, we get to seek out healing, you know, in all things. And when we do that, we are able to reconnect with that spiritual guidance system. And that is how we begin to feel in alignment and how, when we begin to transform and, you know, feel better, for me, it was like I was constantly struggling with chronic depression and anxiety, chronic fatigue, irritable bowel syndrome, um, just severe, severe lack of energy, lack of motivation, and like doomsday thinking basically is the best way to sum it up. And that's hard. That's a really hard thing to experience. And it's really hard to pull you out of it. And support is everything. Like having someone helping you who's really devoted to helping you will quite literally save your life. My husband was devoted to helping me um, on so many levels, especially in regard to keeping me accountable to what I said I wanted. Um, And if you don't have that 
find it. You know, I have a community. I am a support option. Um, I do do one-on-one guiding and coaching. We have group guidance options. We have free options. So I can't even tell you how important that is. And when you're connecting with other human beings in that way, that is also connecting you to that divine higher guidance that I was talking about because we all come from it. Um, We all come from this higher vibration. That's what I believe at least. And so connecting with other people really like plugs us in to that energetic field. Oh my gosh. Spirituality is honestly like the thing that I'm most interested in and I've been like hesitant to explore it. And I don't know why, because I could talk about that all day long and the impact that it's had on my life. Like I posted this thing the other day on Facebook that was explaining um, depression as a deep rest, like an opportunity to like in for this ancient tribal community, they treated depression as a blessing. Like it was a sign from the divine, like a message from the divine that it was time to rest and to go within. So like go into the forest and be alone and rest and go within and like have a spiritual like transformation. I don't know. I think that's so beautiful and such a, an uplifting way to look at depression. And that's definitely what I was experiencing this last year. And I'm, I'm still, you know, coming out of it. I'm working my way up out of that spiral right now. And having that connection with my higher power has been completely life-changing. Having connection with other people is completely life-changing. And that's something I still get to improve on. There's still this voice in my head that says like, you should be able to do it on your own or you don't have time to get help. You don't have money to get help. All these silly things. And it's like, I actually have someone that I can talk to every week for free and I'm like self-sabotaging. So it's just really pay attention to the things that you're doing to like harbor your healing because that's your ego. And this is another thing that I wanted to talk about on this episode, and it'll be the last thing, is that voice in your head, which I call the ego. And I know in psychology, psychiatry, that the ego is described in different ways. When I say ego, I mean that part of our brain um, that is meant to keep us safe. So like, we've had this forever, right? If we're being chased by a lion, our ego takes over so that we don't die, so that we run, you know? So that is the ego to me. And the ego is a very, very important role in the human experience or like if we didn't have the ego, we would not have any survival skills. Right. But the way that we've developed, the ego has not developed, like hasn't caught up with modern day stress. So our ego makes us think that like an email from our boss giving us negative feedback is like a lion and it engages stress hormones like cortisol and tells us to run. Well, we can't literally run. So we don't run. And then all that energy just gets stored in our body and it stores as trauma. And those little traumas add up because 
they were never expressed because there was no lion. <laughs> I think that's the best way I've ever described the ego. So that's the voice in your head. So when you declare that you are going to have no sugar for the next 30 days and your body starts to withdraw and your ego starts saying, we need the sugar. What are you doing? You can never do this. You're going to fail anyways. Eat the sugar or just have one more. All we need is one more, or I can just have a little and it'll be different this time. That is the ego. That is not your higher self because your higher self would tell you that you are strong and capable and like you do not need the sugar because you made the decision to cut out the sugar when you were connected to your higher self. And then the ego engaged and told you how it was impossible. And the ego, like when you, and one of the big subjects I talk about is abstinence, right? And how powerful abstinence is. And when you declare, literally, as soon as you declare that you are going to do it, your ego is getting to work on how to talk you out of it. So I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but you declare something, you declare you're going to do something in your life, something new, something that's going to definitely result in an up level of some kind, your ego engages immediately and starts throwing curveballs at you. And you experience these crazy ass life events to stop you from what it was that you declared. And that's honestly, for me, like, that's one step past the ego because the ego is going to do things. But when you allow that ego to run you, you are an energetic being, right? So when your ego is running the show and when your ego is calling the shots, the ego also is energetic. It, 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 it emits energy into the universe because we are energetic beings. So the, so we emit that energy and then other things that match that energy out in the universe come to us because we are an energetic match to that situation, to that person, to that event. And that is why a lot of times when we declare something big, something happens that stops us, or there's this huge roadblock that gets us thrown off, or this, the ego is so loud that we can't escape it. So then we just end up giving into it and having the sugar or, you know, doing the thing that we committed to not doing. So that is that voice. And I t let me tell you, like, if you have felt called to abstain from ultra processed foods, if you have felt called to abstain from alcohol, if you have felt called to abstain from spending money that on things that you don't need, if you have felt called to, you know, anything in your life, start a business to do this, like, the ego 100% is going to try to talk you out of it, but I'm also here to let you know that the ego, the voice, that voice in your head will get quieter and quieter the more that you, like each day that you continue down your journey of abstinence or of commitment to that promise that you made to yourself, that is how you master the ego. Because we get to accept the ego's there. We get to accept that it's real and that it's not going anywhere because we're not going to argue with reality. And then we're going to make up a story that serves us, which is that the ego is there to serve us. So we're going to make friends with the ego. We're going to master the ego. 
and the ego quiets down because it knows its place. The only time that the ego will get loud again is when you declare something new that you've never done before. This is uncharted territory, so the ego has new tactics that it can engage on you. And this is the cycle of human life, okay? And the more that we can master the ego, the more that we are able to evolve humanity because we're able to like be in that higher state of consciousness more than we're in the lower state of consciousness because the ego is the lower state of consciousness. It's the survival brain. And then we have a higher consciousness that is our connection to that energetic world, the spiritual world, the, um, the, you know, the divine perfection that is God, that is universe. Um, so we are one with that, but the ego keeps us you know, in this lower vibrational state, if we allow it to run us. Um, so it's not about getting rid of the ego. It's about making friends with it and, um, mastering it. So that's that, that was the other little, that was the other point that I wanted to make was about, you know, the voice of the ego and how to master it and how it does quiet down. Um, and then also developing a relationship with, your spirituality, you know, like developing a spiritual practice. My promise to myself right now is prayer every morning and every night. And to me, prayer looks like I said earlier, literally just having a conversation with my higher self and my higher guidance system. Um, and then connecting with others is number three. So quieting the ego, um, connecting with others and finding a spiritual practice. Those are the three things I wanted to talk about today. I'm actually going to do another episode on the gut-brain connection because I'm finally like fired up about it again. I don't know. In the beginning of my journey, I was fired up about it and then I got off of it because I really started to dive into like addiction specifically. And now I'm excited to tie in the two because gut health and addiction go hand in hand. So I'm going to make another episode on that next. Thank you guys so much for listening. I've missed you. Thank you for being patient with me. Um, we are going to have other guests on the show. So you can look forward for that. That's starting again. My life is settling down again, getting my shit together again. Um, and that's okay. So again, I appreciate your support. We have the four week reset starting on March 6th. Monday, March 6th will be the first day of the March four week reset. You're always able to join the reset with us by downloading the guide to clean eating. It's $22 and it's on my website. So as soon as you grab that, you get an email to join the four week reset community. I do a live workshop the first Saturday of every month to jumpstart the reset. So you'll get to do that. It's on Zoom with me. You can ask questions. You can connect. We can chat on there. Um, and then you also get access. This is a brand new thing. You get access to weekly Zoom meetings with the community. So there's people that have been in the community for a while and you guys will get to join that too um, for this month's reset, which I'm really excited to reintroduce. Um, so you get access to that and you get digital downloads, the guide to clean eating, the four week reset guide and, um, meal ideas and a grocery list. And you get access to a private Facebook community. Guys, you get all that for $22. I mean, (laughs) it's a steal. So I hope to see some of you guys there. 
the four-week reset's always evolving and shifting with the more that I learn and grow. And if you want, you know, even deeper support options, I do offer one-on-one guidance and we do have a group guidance club um, that meets weekly and you have weekly or you have monthly workshops to help you in healing your relationship with yourself and with food and to transform and heal your relationship with food. That's all I got, guys. Again, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.